Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is my uncle, Roman Harper, and this is the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. I know I look younger, and I'm actually older. He's actually younger, but he looks older. We we do this banter all the time. I just, yeah. And he has never won any gray, of these competitions. Gray is, gray is in right now. Gray is in. And uh, it's distinguished. If you're older, gray is in it's if you're older. Look. You know what we should do? We should just ask all of our listeners and viewers to make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to make sure you continue to check us out. Give us a like, a review, and a follow anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio Podcasts. Please look out for us. Give us a review. Click like. Tell a friend. Yeah. Listen to what Pino's saying, except for the old part. And speaking of friends, uh, this this next guest, uh, she's an amazing woman. She's actually the first female we've had on this podcast. She yes. has tremendous value in the league. She's one of the senior vice presidents, one of the only women that hold that title. Uh, she's the godmother to all players that have played, that are retired, that are Hall of Famers. Uh, she's the one who's responsible for this podcast. Y'all, please check out our good friend, Tracy Perlman. So you are the first ever female guest on the podcast. I'm honored. So how do you feel about that? I'm honored. I'm so honored to be talking to the two of you. I, you're, and you're not fighting. No, we're not. We're not. You're like the <laughs> godmother to all NFL players. I agree. That's, Nobody knows that either. Yeah. Nobody so knows. Everyone like knows you when you have a problem or when a player has a problem. When I'm frustrated with something, I just text you like, what about these calls? What is the commissioner doing? What is Vince doing? Can you can you tell Troy uh, to, to, does. to... Does Troy Vincent remember he played defense is exactly yeah. what the text I text say. her all the time. He does. But it's not just me, though. It's like 700 other players will text you. Yes. Like, how awesome does that feel for you to know that, like, all these these grown men trust you? And they 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 take your advice, or they want to listen to you, or you're connected to them in some kind of way. Like you have put your stamp on the NFL with players. It's important to me that they know, and I don't care if anybody else knows. It's important to me that you know you can call me for anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody else needs to know that, and that's exactly why I'm here. And the reason I moved to football when Troy asked me was I wanted to impact players' lives. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the rest of it. Because so, you didn't you didn't know that about Tracy, did you? No, I After did not. Working so, on a podcast, so, I think he's just now starting to see it. Like, damn, she know everybody. Everybody <laughs> know Tracy. I, I didn't know she was such a, a a mover and a shaker either. You know, I I had key to received, the I had received her email. I had been told to email her multiple <laughs> times throughout my career. When this had popped up, or you know, post career, okay, you need some help with this situation. Text this person, and it was always Tracy Perlman. I didn't know. Tracy Perlman personally, until I've moved on in the last year and a half, I've got to know you a lot better. And 
it's been awesome to see. It's been awesome to see you do your thing and you really have impacted so many. I just thought you were on the other end of an email for so long. I yeah. didn't really understand your your true job and every the whole impact of the holistically part of everything that you do for the NFL and especially for the players. I think it's dope in the sense of it's a male dominated industry. Yes. And yes, you is. are or maybe the proper term is you were, I think, one of the first executives. Yes. In that position. Yes. How how intimidating was that for you to be one of the only females? I don't a, think she, I don't think she a, was intimidated. I in a room know, full of men. I would love to know how did how did you initially try for the job and get the job? Well, I started at the NFL the day after I graduated from college. So I had gone through the ranks and I had been in multiple departments and a job was open as an SVP. So I, you name the level, I have been the level, coordinator, manager, senior manager, director. And I was a VP at the time and it was kind of, I was kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. And I was doing all the entertainment stuff. I was working with players. We launched the Legends community and there was an SVP job open that I did not interview for. And I'm in my office and I see on my phone, Roger Goodell calling me. I'm like, this can't be good. And he said, come down to the office. I just want to talk to you for a little while. Uh -oh. And he said, why didn't you interview for this job? <laughs> and I said, it's not the job that I want. He said, well, what job do you want? I said, I want to be in charge for everything for players. There is no one who is handling everything that players need, talking to them, communicating. He said, that doesn't exist. I said, I know but you asked me and that's what I want to do. And, you know, we talked for a little while longer and I went back and I did the job that I was doing. And about a year later, Troy Vincent called me and he said, I'm creating a job that is all about the players and I need somebody to run it. And it's all player work, mm -hmm. but I think it's your job. And I'm, we're going to create it from the ground up. And he told me I had to get rid of all the cool stuff I was doing booking the halftime shows, do, booking kickoff, doing the movies. And I went back, I thought about it. I talked to my team and I said to Troy, this is what I want. And he said, it's yours because I know you care about it. Yeah. And he said, what do you want it to be? I said, I want it to be a support and service to players and we'll figure all the rest of it out. So what year was this, Tracy? It was six years ago. So yeah. fairly, that's exactly fairly, why I asked fairly that new. question. Yeah. That's exactly why I asked that question because I've seen a change in the NFL's uh, Legends community since these six years that you've had this job. Uh, I've, I've been retired now six years. So I've literally seen the efforts change from when I first got out to where now I receive so many more emails, so many more opportunities and all these other things that we're literally trying to change the outlook of former players, their outlook and expectations on what it's like to be retired and what the NFL can actually provide for them. And maybe you can speak to us a little bit about what you've tried to help implement or guide us into that, that I, place. It's so interesting. I, we had to change the culture mm -hmm. in the building. Yes. We want a player first culture. I want to walk into a room and when people say to me, I want a player to do X, Y, Z, my response is always, what's the value to the player? And now sitting on that side of football with Troy, I can say that. Mm -hmm. When you're on the marketing side, you have a transactional relationship with a player. Mm. Hi, it's Tracy. I have money for you to do an appearance. Will you do it? Great. You show up. There's really no investment. No. And even though we kept trying to create that relationship, it was very difficult being on the business side because mm -hmm. it's a business. When you're on the football side, it's about 
it's about you as a person. Yeah. And we can take that and you'll you've seen the shift in our building. Whenever somebody says to me, hey, we need a player and here's what we're going to do for the player is now in the conversation. Mm. You know, we we were doing something and they said they had a list of assets and the assets player was number one. And I got up and walked out of the meeting and said, when you guys understand that this is not the players are not your asset. The players are the reason we have this initiative. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. And everyone has now shifted their view. And I think, Peanut, you've seen it a lot. Oh, yeah. Because you've worked with everybody in the building where sponsorship says, well, how can we make this a better opportunity for players? Everybody is now talking that way. And we really had to shift everybody's view. And we did the same thing at the club level. We were talking this morning about building up the PE departments because player engagement is a trusted resource for players at the club. You need to have support there. You can't have one person for 90 men. That's that's not fair. So we've just been trying to do one thing at a time. And I know it hasn't been that fast, but at the same time, I think it's been more impactful. I think the thing that I appreciate most about you, what a lot of people don't know is you're like the conduit you you are a champion in your own regard but you the players value your opinion so much and they text you they call you and then you take those texts and opinions and you present them to yes. troy to the commissioner because yes. there are several things but i'll just text you like hey you know um maybe we could do it like this or it's just a, a thought that i was thinking in that moment and then next thing you know, I was like, yeah, we got that done. Like I've done that to you probably maybe four or five times. Yes, you have. And the thing actually got changed. And I was just like, oh, dang. Like there are people, I call you, you said movers and shakers. Yes. I That's call, why you can't use the word intimidated with Tracy. <laughs> I call you, I call you bad, nah. the key, the key to the city. <laughs> there's there's a key to the city at every job that I've I've had, whether at, at every level, whether it's the team whether it's uh, like the league office or whatever, I think everyone thinks the commissioner does run it. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think there's a person like you and they're actually running it. You're the key to the city, like wives. Heather, she run the house. Like it's true. We the, we the face, but there's always a key to the city, someone behind the scenes, like running everything. I truly think that that person is you and your staff, you. everyone on your staff, like, I love hanging out with y'all and I don't do nothing with anybody else. I just hang out with the staff. <laughs> like, I feel like that's I'm true. a part of the that staff. Is, I, I, I was going to say that's very true. Peanut only hangs with you guys all the time. That's why he knows all of you. I know yes. everybody. Yeah, yeah. So he when does. we going to dinner, y'all, what he are we does. doing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's cool. So you've had such a huge impact even before this current role that you have right now. What would you say your message to all the players like that you've helped today and the players that you haven't helped moving forward like what do you want that message to be what do you want to be known for as tp the what like what do do you want i i i don't know the person behind the scenes who helped me get through it i just want to be the person who helps you on your journey Mm -hmm. all the way through when you get in when you're playing and when you get out who's kind of helped mentor you through your how long you've been at the nfl Almost 31 years. Almost 31 years. Who's been like the one person that has helped you get to where you are right now? I I would say there are two. And the commissioner at the time that I started, he wasn't the commissioner. 
So he was somebody who I emulated. He was my mentor at mm -hmm. one point. And at that time, like, I didn't know he was going to be the commissioner. Um, and I just like that he makes people accountable. You know, when we launched the Legends community, everybody, nobody wanted to go in the room to ask him for the money because we needed money. And I went in and I pitched the whole thing and I asked him for it. And he said to me, you're accountable for this. It better work. And then he smiled and said, you should ask me for more money. And <laughs> But it made me feel like he was proud. Mm -hmm. He understood what I was asking for. And he challenged me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make it work. And when I come back in next year, I'm going to ask for double the money. So I feel like he's always been a champion for what we do. And players don't know he is a champion for players. Mm -hmm. And whenever we talk about it, if I have a player in the office, he's like, oh, Trace, bring him down. He wants to have that interpersonal relationship with the guys. Um, and the other one is Troy. If I didn't move over to Troy, I may not have stayed mm -hmm. because I, I felt like I hit a ceiling. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they both kind of pushed me along the way. And every day, Troy's like, well, what else are we going to do? So it's still challenging. It, you know, I've been with Troy for six years and we just keep moving forward, yeah. mm -hmm. which I don't know a ton of people who are in a job for so long who say they have moved forward the whole time. So, so Tracy, um, two quick little compliments for you. Number one, Peanut always brags about how all you do is just get things done. And that's probably one of the greatest things that you've been able to do in you guys' relationship is that he can mention something or people say things to you and you just somehow or another, it just starts to happen. And you told me a story the other day when we actually got to go into the room of I don't even know what you guys call it. It's not a conference room. It's way bigger than that. Yeah. It's like all a theater. The, yeah, 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 the general yeah. session room. Yeah, the, like the a general theater. session room where all these owners meetings yeah. happen, which thousands of people inside yeah. this room, this auditorium room. And I got to go in there and I was just observing it all because this is my first trip here yeah. and just really witnessing it because players don't get to see all this. No. Where everything really starts yeah. ground level with all the rules, the expectations, the everything. And so, and you said... What was one of the best experiences you said having bringing players here? Yes. You let off with the players talking about Brandon Marshall coming up here and speaking to the players about the My Calls, My Cleats. Yes. And how it all started here. Yes. And I didn't know that. And could you maybe just share a little bit of, of that story with our listeners? Because I think it's a great story. And not only that about Brandon Marshall, what everything he went through, who was a former guest on this show. But then also, it will also kind of give us an insight of what your power and impact has been as well. So My Claws, My Cleats was actually created because of a fine that Brandon Marshall got. So Brandon was wearing lime green cleats mm -hmm. during games and mm -hmm. he kept getting fined. And he came into the office to see us and in a room full of people who are not used to being told anything, like he literally said, I am sick of you telling me what I care about. And I want to be able to, to show people this is what I care about. Mental health is important to me. Why can't we do something where players have the platform? 
And he wanted to do eye black and gloves. And, and we ended up with the cleats. Yeah. It took us 18 months to get the cleats thing done. Compromise. And when we were going to host this meeting, my cause, my cleats had been the most successful program we ever launched with players. Mm -hmm. 1,300 players participated in the first year. And they were like, we got to get somebody in here to talk about it. And they wanted me to do it. And I was like, we need Brandon Marshall to talk about it. Mm -hmm. He started this. He needs to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, number one, how he almost got thrown out of the game. Yeah. How the commissioner essentially saved his life by threatening him because he was very difficult. Um, and he had gotten in a lot of trouble. And he just shifted and everything changed. And he captured this audience. It was unbelievable. He talked for about eight minutes. Mm -hmm. And no one spoke. No one moved in their chair. And for owners, head coaches, and GMs to hear a player perspective on something that could have gone in a very bad direction, but I don't know what it was like to be in the locker room. I don't know what it was like when you hear you're being fined because you're wearing a uniform the wrong way. Right. So whenever you call me, I take what you say to heart because I can do something for you and be your voice when you can't. Yeah, I think I think that's dope. Uh, it's it's another thing that Tracy said that's beautiful because I I talked to some of the the Panthers or Carolina representatives for the Legends community. And all they do is talk about how great you are. And hey, look, <laughs> it's been some knockdown, drag out, some meetings mm -hmm. with a little bit of emotions. Hasn't always been sunshines and rainbows. Nope. <laughs> but we, we are moving in the right direction. And one thing you said, Tracy, that was beautiful that I had never thought about. It was like, look, we call it the NFL legends community because you all are legends. If you are even on a roster, it doesn't matter for how long. You're a legend in some community because yes. the odds of you making it are so small. And yeah. most of us don't think about that because we've been this process. We've been wrapped up where we got to be the best. And if we don't have this Hall of Fame, we don't have this type of career or we always feel like we fall short. And that's not true. And we need to be told sometimes from people that we don't know or people that care about us that, hey, you do matter. You are a legend. It doesn't matter what you think your NFL career was, you are a legend to somebody and especially to us. So thank you for that as well. So communication is, uh, it's, it's big, right? In, in, in this business. And what you kind of alluded to was when Brandon went in that room and he was talking to these executives or this room full of non-players, Yes, they weren't used to being told what to do or they just weren't be, they were, they, they weren't used to being spoken to in that manner let's just say that with the positions that they hold do you think that communication has gotten better at that level of senior leadership at the league office yes and and i say that because now they always say to me tracy can we get 10 players on the phone <laughs> so for pro bowl yeah. we interviewed 16 players when we changed the pro bowl and we had zooms where we said to players what do you want this to be do you want to play a tackle game no do you want to play a flag game? Well, what would it be? How can I play? And we got the feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, we dodgeball is a Pro Bowl skill because Joe Thomas told us he wanted to play dodgeball. So I think that now they see when we talk about social justice, Trace, I need 10 players. When we do rules changes, Troy says, I need four offensive linemen in this meeting. So when with the no cat, the catch, no catch, there were a ton Still of wide confusing. receivers. Still confusing. So confusing. But imagine. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we would not have asked a player yeah. an, an opinion. And they'll t like we ask players for opinions on everything and we get some 
we get some feedback. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the feedback is rough, but it's, but we need it. We yeah. don't know. You know, we're in the middle of the prospect feedback for Combine. You and I were talking about this yesterday. Like we need to know the things that just are uncomfortable and are not right. Right. And sometimes the NFL probably never thinks about this because when you play or when you're in that position as a player, you do come away or walk away with a different understanding or feeling than most. We talked about the Combine. Um, Seek to understand so you can be understood. It's beautiful. Another beautiful quote by my man, <laughs> Charles Peanut Tillman. He's always blessing us with more. Yeah. Reading his knowledge, baby. I, I love it. So, Tracy, um, I don't want to continue to hold you. I know this was way in the moment. This is beautiful. Impromptu. I, I, I love this. So, what will be at the end of your dash when it's all said and done? When you leave the NFL? In another 30 years. Yeah. What will be at the end of your dash? I would love to know. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask players to to figure it out for me. I don't know. I really don't know. But I, especially because if you asked me six years ago, mm -hmm. if this is what I would be doing, I never thought the NFL would let me do this. So I don't know. I'll leave it open. <laughs> Are you going to continue to push for more? You will yes. continue to push for more? Yes. Continue to... Until there is not one story out there that says this NFL player is destitute, like until I can change the narrative where what they're talking about is how successful you guys are on the field, off the field, post your career. That to me is the important part. Why do I have to see stories about the one negative mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. the 13,000 positive? Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. What's been one of the most challenging situations you've dealt with that happened or it ended the right way? And you were like, this is why I do this job. This is why I care about these players. Okay. So and I you can say without, of, and you can say without naming, I'm not trying yeah, to I'm like, not gonna name, anybody. name anybody or anything um, like that. But I've gotten a lot of training, okay. suicide prevention, mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, to the point where, like, if I see something on social media, I'll flag it. You know, we've created some interventions because of mm -hmm. that. Um, and I had a Hall of Fame running back say to me, I'm going to have this guy call you. I want you to talk to him. And we started talking. He was angry. I could see he was bitter. Something was mm -hmm. going on. And it turned into a, I don't know why I'm on this earth conversation. And... I called Inyaka, who's the clinician, while I was on the phone with this player. And it was going in a direction that I was afraid that I couldn't handle. Right. And Inyaka texted me, find common ground, find common ground, find common ground. So he played for a, a team that I happened to know somebody very closely. And I said, hey, this player works for me. That's my guy. But all of a sudden, the conversation started turning around. Yeah. And, you know, within 30 minutes, I got him from bitter to I shouldn't be here to can you connect me with him to how can you help me get into a facility? Mm. And I literally for 35 minutes, I walked out of the office and I was like, I, I don't even know what just happened. And this Hall of Fame running back called me. He's like, you just saved that man's life. And it's got to be a great feeling. But at the same time, I was like, this is such a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are now, the whole staff is getting trained. 
every club is getting trained because if I didn't know what to do, it could have ended really poorly. But that's why I do this. That's a big responsibility. That's, that is. But we see it. And then yeah. when we see when the players don't get that help, we see the end result and yeah. we're all so saddened. And then we just, you know, send a couple of tweets and we're like, oh, this, this, this. And we know it's that. And we make this excuse because it's not the first time we've seen it. And now I love that you're trying to get in front of it. We want to train more people to get help and get in front of it. We got to listen. We got to be willing to listen and be ready to be involved when we can. Um, I think one thing the the league has done a really good job of is to push the narrative. It's okay not to be okay. Yes. Like I've within the last couple of years, I've I've seen that narrative pushed out, and it's been yeah, it's it's, it's been cool to see. Yeah, and and you know the twenty four legends who work in the legends community get trained in mental health every single time we get together, and. I, John, it blows my mind that so many players talk to John Randall because he was so damn scary on the field. I watch film of him playing. He talked so all dope. the time. And this is dope. Like, I love John Randall. And then he'll be like, Trace, uh, this guy is going to call you. And all these guys confide in him. And he now has the training to be able yeah. to pass them on to the right people. So again, the peer to peer, like you guys are on the ground. You guys hear it. You, we just want all of you to know. Just send people to us. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, TP, hey, appreciate you being the <laughs> first and only woman on the podcast. Like, that's dope. Thank that's you. That's dope. Thank you. There's, trendsetter. There's nobody better to have on here to represent <laughs> I for the ladies you. like you are. Thank There's you. nobody else. Thank I appreciate you. you. Appreciate, appreciate you, Tracy. And you guys didn't argue at all. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>How can you not love this lady? She is she is awesome. I've had the privilege of working with Tracy and her team since like 2012. And she is just, you know, USDA certified. She's a great person. Just just her character quality. Um, she really does care about the players in mm -hmm. this league. I think she emphasized that big time. It, it was about the players. And I'm glad that we actually get to use this platform to uh, turn and shine that light back on her. Because I know most people do not know who Trace and Perlman is mm -hmm. or what she means to so many people around the NFL and what she does for the league and its players. So um, I really appreciate that and the ability to be able to give her her flowers now. Yeah, yeah. She's she's great people. And we can't thank her enough for being on this podcast. One, she's responsible for the podcast. So great person thank you guys for listening it's been an honor it's been awesome i'm peanut this is my uncle roman and this is the nfl player second acts podcast appreciate y'all